0: Just a quick warning, this podcast series contains discussions about crime, trauma, sexual abuse, drug use, and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. Today, we have a truly unique guest, the Australian rapper and former inmate, Hoodridge Hefner, also known as Caleb Valeri. Welcome to The Sticker. How you going, my brother? Absolute pleasure. Mate, I've been following your story for a while now. Mate, loving your journey and I love what you're doing with fitness, combining fitness with your music and using your fitness as an analogy of life. Tell us a bit about where you grew up.
1: Brother, I grew up in Mount Druitt in a small suburb called Wilmot, which is one of the suburbs within Mount Druitt. Mm. Yeah, so I was raised in Western City my whole life, Mount Druitt, Penrith area, from the age I could walk to where I'm at now. Yeah, so growing up in Mount Druitt, brother, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, brother. Mm. Great boys, great energy, great everything from that area, and I have no regrets being from that area. I hold it very highly in my life. I'm very proud from where I come from. I'm very proud of who I've met there, the experiences I've gone through, the people I've met, the things I've done. So yeah, overall, bro, great place to be raised.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's funny, like growing up in Mount Druitt, we're just each other's people. Exactly. We're just each other's people. And there's a, a great sense in that area of camaraderie where, you know, in my time, where it was in jails or boys' homes or, or wherever, even on the street, or was ever in trouble, people will look after you and look out for you.
1: Without a doubt, bro. It's a brotherhood out there.
0: Yeah. Mate, tell us about your upbringing. How did, what, what was your family structure like?
1: Yeah, so I was housing commission my whole life. My family are still housing commission. My mum and that still are housing commission. They still live in Wilmot or near mm. Wilmot. Growing up for me, it was interesting growing up where I'm, like the family I grew up with. I don't have a big family. I don't have cousins. I don't have or uncles. So all I ever had my whole life was just my brother, my brothers, and my mum. Yep. And my dad partially was involved in my life when I was younger, but as I started to get older, he vanished from the picture. But yeah, growing up was tough, especially with my mum handling both roles in the house of seven seven boys. Really. Seven boys. Yeah, wow. yeah. It was tough growing up.
0: Where were you, Where were you? In what number oh, were you? I'm
1: the middle. Yeah. yeah, so I'm the third youngest. So yeah, you can just imagine how yeah. that was growing up. But yeah, growing up, we it was difficult. It was difficult. I didn't really understand much growing up. I used to get real angry towards my family and my mum and that because we didn't have what Next Door I had or what Down the Road I had or what my mates got at school and shit like that. But we played our part. we done what we could. And basically who I am now is the aftermath of who I was growing up.
0: How was school for you?
1: School good. I enjoyed. Good, uh, I enjoyed school. I was actually very intelligent at school. Mm. A, lo- a lot of people don't believe that, but I was actually very smart. But I could never, I could never put pen to paper. I just got bored. I never. I could. I, I can't have someone teaching me if that makes sense. I'm more of an action person. I like getting out and doing things. But I could have went very far if I stuck pen to paper
0: in school. Where did did you identify any creativity from a young age? Were you good with words? Were you
1: I was very good. I was very good in English. So Mm. I was English advanced my whole life in school. So I was always good with words. I was a footy player. I I love playing rugby league. So my whole schooling life, I had a dream to be a rugby league player and a Mm. role player. Like most boys from Western Sydney who play rugby league, they have dreams of playing and a role in that. And obviously that didn't work out. So I stuck to music, jumped in the music game.
0: At what age did that start?
1: I only jumped in a music game three and a half years ago, four years ago. Yeah. So I met a bloke named Kid Curvy mm. that you know of. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a good lad, a very good lad of mine. And yeah, I went to a studio session with him mm. in Trigui, which yeah. is, yeah, Western Sydney. And mm. the rest is history, brother. I remember just watching him do his thing, watching him record, make music. And it just lit a flame inside me. And I was like, fuck it, brother. I'm going to i get inside to yeah, get
0: inside Yeah, excellent. I, I know Kid Curvy's dad. I robbed banks with his yeah. uncle. They were like criminal royalty in Mount Druitt. His dad's a good mate of mine. His dad's done really well in business. Mate, what was it like? What was you Tell me about the first day in the studio. What what was buzzing through your head? Did...
1: Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I remember going to the studio and watching him do his thing and that, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to be a fucking – I'm going to be a rapper. And then the following week later, we had that Cursor show, and Cursor got me backstage to his show in Sydney and in Brisbane. So I went to two Cursor shows, and I remember just seeing the fucking atmosphere, brother. Yeah. It was unreal how people just – like the energy within the facility itself, it just it grew on me. It grew on me, and I just wanted that. I wanted that, and I still to this day I want that. And it was, I remember just stepping into the studio by myself. Yeah. The first time I was going to record music, I had no idea structure, beats, lyrics, bars, none of that shit. And I remember just making the worst fucking music possible at the start yeah. of my career and just dropping music. Figured it was fucking hectic, brother. But yeah, it was good, man. It was good.
0: Yeah. It's. What do you say? I think. What, I'm up in arms at the moment yeah. with the coppers harassing rappers because I think it's created a creative outlet for kids to express themselves and not have to go down a life of crime. How do you feel yeah. when you hear these stories? And obviously, you would have been harassed by the yeah. police themselves. How do you feel about that? Oh,
1: Yeah, it, it, def- it definitely disappoints me. And it, it fucking, it, I could say a lot of things towards, uh, towards them, but... Yeah, it disappoints me, mate, at the end of the day, because I've been ripped off three or four shows Mm. simply because we're not allowed to perform. So, like, these days with music, like, you can't really get on shows no more because police are just ripping who they want off. Whoever they think's part of criminal organisations or got gang ties or fucking doing this, Mm. that in the street, they don't want performing. They don't want performing at all. And they're fucking, they're coming out and saying, oh, you need to pay us 20 grand, 25 grand if you want to perform, because we need to have five police officers here, 10 security there, so we want 20 grand. If you want to jump on a set, that's only paying you a grand. Mm. you only, only get a grand or two grand from the show. Hey, mm. how the fuck do you expect us to afford 20 grand to give you when we're not even getting 20 grand?
0: Sounds like extortion.
1: Fuck it. Without a doubt in the world, is it, it's extortion. No doubt about yeah, it.
0: that sounds like extortion. It sounds like, I remember stories of the mafia yep. extorting legitimate businesses and that, and people got up in arms about it. Yep. It sounds very similar to that. Yeah. I, I, I'm really, this has really got to me because I see people like yourself, yeah. like Curse, like Kid Curvey, and all the other rappers, even the One Four Boys, trying to escape that life of crime. Yeah. And I see them coppers pushing us back into it.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's like they want us there. Mm. That makes the world go around at the end of the day. If people aren't out committing crimes and doing bad things, they haven't got a job at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they, they like to push it.
0: It's disappointing. You know what? And it's my partner, she's a barrister, and she says, and, and there's the old NW. Why, why do people not sing and fuck the fire brigade? Because this harassment, I, I'll tell you something. When I was a kid, I was up at Wilmot Fields having a fight, we're having a bomb fight, doing nothing. The coppers pulled up, punched the shit out of us. Mm. Bunch of kids. We were fucking 13. Yeah took us out the Berkshire Park, stripped nakeders and made us walk home naked. Yeah. There's so many stories yeah. of police harassment in particular in the Mount draw area. Did, did you did that happen to you growing up?
1: Not to that extent. Police harassment where what you've gone through. Yeah. But a dev- harassment's definitely happened in my life. Like I remember when there was a time period where I was in and out of jail and I was mm. running around, I was on fucking bail, parole orders mm. and all this different type of shit. They were constantly at my mum's house every day. Like constantly fucking at my house every day, brother. Like I remember for... I remember there was a period there bro like where they were just they will hassling me for so long they always fucking raided me they were always just creeping around my house parking up down the road waiting for me to drive down the street pulling me over ripping me out the car ripping my fucking seats off bro ripping my seats apart bro mm. in my car and shit just trying their hardest to fuck my life and fuck my day and they were doing that for a long time bro and i remember they'll come and there's was a time where they, they come to my house and they arrested me, they raided me and they arrested me and they would just fucking call my mum a slut, you fucking dirty slut, you are proud of your son and shit. Is, 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 and they're like, I remember one of them were like, oh, if there wasn't so many people around right now, I'd fucking jump on his head in front of you and shit. Just shit like that, brother, I remember that clear mm. as day. And this was only like two and a half years ago. Mm. Yeah, but bro, they're fucking sour little cunts, mate. Police, sour little cunts.
0: I think they park the worst of the worst out in Mount Druitt. And I think yeah. that I think Mount Druitt, Campbelltown, inner city like Wollamaloo, yeah. Redfern, Glebe, yeah. all those sorts of places. I think it's it's been my experience that they go in there and try to inst- instigate trouble with this. Yeah.
1: yeah, they like the the cycle mm. to keep cycling. Yeah. In that area. Sure. Like, you're,
0: yeah, you're right on the money. You're right. Yeah. On, they want to keep the ball. right. They want to keep the chain to yeah. the criminal justice system.
1: That's why it shits me when they come out here with all this shit like they're trying to help Western Sydney, they're trying to put on all these fucking, like, how do I say, they're just trying to help, offering support, and they all these ads, they put millions and millions of dollars into ads, into shit to help people, say, we're helping you doing this, we're helping you doing that, but they don't help,
0: bro. No, they not. They don't
1: help, it's a lie, it's a fucking, mm. you know.
0: Yeah, and the sheep fucking fall for it, the sheep people, exactly. think they're just doing their yep. job, they're I'm just not. doing their job, it really annoys me. I've. I know I'm heavily monitored yep. by them because yep. I, I've come out and I've said it in the open and fucking harass me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
0: I'm going to speak up and I don't like what's happening to, especially music. I yep. think it's a creative outlet yep. that people should be allowed to embrace. Whatever music they want, they should be able to, you're not talking about killing kids and shit like that. It's not terrorism course, and they're basically trying to line it up with it, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly, Brett. Let's talk about your first song that sort of went well.
1: Yeah, Wipe Em Off Set was the first song to do extremely well. So that was when I first got out of prison. So that was when I was, there was a bit of hype around my name at that time and I was all over the news and everything. So yeah, I jumped down, I made a song which was "Wipe 'Em Off Set," and that done extremely well. Still to this day, people tell me that's, they like that song the most. But that I wasn't really an experienced rapper at that time. I was just really- Did you
0: write that in jail?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote it in jail. So you could just imagine, I wrote the song in jail without a beat, mm. instrumental and just come outside and just slapped it on a beat. So in like, where we're like Now that as an artist, as an experienced artist, I look at that, that wasn't so much effort. Mm. That wasn't too much effort on my behalf. I should have. These days, if I hear a beat and I write to the beat, I don't mm. write the song in a, without the beat and just add it to a beat like copy mm. and paste. Mm. So that's why to me, still to this day, I can't listen to my music still to this day. I just mean, you hear yourself on a phone call and it's like, Fuck, yeah. is that my voice? Yeah. yeah, I'm still to this day, bro. I cannot listen to my music. I don't know why, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I talked to talked to a few rappers and they're the same. And I and, and talked to a couple of rappers and and they get like one bloke in particular. I won't mention his name. He gets annoyed when people just want to talk about his music. Yeah. He goes because I've got, got kids and I've got a life yeah, and everything yeah. like that. And it's crazy. Now, yeah. let's talk about when you first got in trouble and started going. Did you go? Did you do juvie? I didn't do juvie, but I was getting in trouble when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. And what was what were you doing? Well, fuck
1: about getting around. We're fucking stealing cars. Mm. and just right of
0: passage in now, drill,
1: Yeah, usual fucking hood rat shit, really, yeah. bro. We're just fucking getting around, doing yeah. things, bro, and just... Yeah. yeah, I was involved heavily in and out of the mix when I was younger, bro, just getting in trouble with the cops. I never done any time when I was younger. As far as I went, I was just doing a fucking night in a cell, bro. Yeah. It was never, really, never any time in a juvenile system or mm. anything like that. But I never expected to go to jail, to be completely honest with you. Mm. Like,
0: it wasn't part of the plan.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's part of the plan for anyone, brother, mm. but... It happened, and it still seems to be out to this day that it happened.
0: Yeah. What first? What led you to going to jail?
1: At the time, I was obviously getting around, doing the fucking, you know, stealing cars and that, but the first time I went to jail was actually a fight with my brother and a mm. stolen a dirt bike. So I went, I went to, yeah, jail for that. I was on bail for that. Mm. and then a few other things after that was a bit disappointing on my behalf mm. with relationships and shit. Yeah. And I'm man enough to admit that I made a few mistakes, made mm. a few wrongs, but I'm mm. here now and I'm better now and I take full responsibility for the things i done as a man. Yeah. And I don't owe an apology to no cunt out there. I don't, yeah. I will never say sorry to no cunt. Mm. I don't, if I offended you, if I hurt you, when in that time period of my life, it is what it is. I'm not, I've served, like you bro, you've served your juice yeah. for what you've done, you know what
0: I mean bro? Look at these, there's a bunch of people Yeah that like they feel the need that we've got to apologise to yeah. them when we have done nothing to them. Yeah, this fucking, this is, oh, you should be saying something like, fuck I should. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I've received that quite, I, I still receive that to this day because certain things happen with certain someone else, I owe I I an apology to this person because they've gone through a certain situation that's similar to what I've done. Yeah. So I've got to apologise to everyone Just, in the world <laughs> every day because I'm sorry that this happened to you, i am got to apologise because I've experienced uh. that.
0: I got to fucking. I'm going to disappoint them. Never getting an yeah. apology out of me. Either. And I think people talk about remorse for your actions. I mean, remorse is an action. Yeah, It's just yeah. not doing it again. Yeah. Getting on with your life. Yeah. Like with your music, you're actually inspiring a generation of yeah. these troubled kids. You know what I mean? These troubled kids to turn their lives around. How does that feel like? How do you take on, whether you like it or not, you're going to be a role model. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Being a role model. Yeah.
1: At the right now, I feel great about it. Yeah. I feel great about it because I feel like at this time period, if you asked me this question three and a half years ago, I would have laughed. I'd be like, I'm not a role model.
0: Mm. I'm not
1: a role model. But the person I am now, whether people agree, agree with me or not, the person I've become now in the space of three and a half, four years, is a complete switch, a complete change. Like the person I was four and a half years ago to now is just completely different. And I do consider myself a role model because I do speak to kids. Every time I see kids or like kids stop me in public for to talk to me, and I always tell them I stay, do your thing. Play a sport. Pick a sport you love and go for it. The world's yours. It's your fucking oyster, brother. Go and get it. You know what I mean? Don't worry about this crime shit. It doesn't pay, bro. It doesn't. As as you said before, there's only two two avenues for that, mate, and that's death and jail. Yeah. And that's a fact. And it doesn't doesn't matter how long you do it for, bro. You can do it for 20, 30 years, have a good run for 40 years, but eventually it's going to come.
0: You know what? I I grew up in Mount Druitt. I used to see the bank robbers and that come home from jail. and. They look fucking glamorous. Yeah. They look fucking glamorous, but the, the undercurrent's not fucking yeah, glamorous. Exactly right, yeah. It's a fucking, it's really ugly sitting in a cell feeling empty as a drummer. And what do you say to kids about thinking about that life of crime?
1: I just tell them my experience. I, I had a rough in jail. Mm. It's one of the, the most unpleasant experiences I've ever been through. And I, I just, so it's not the life at the end of the day. It's not. It's cool, but it's it's not cool. It's kind of and it, but it's hard, brother. Like mm. it, it is hard in this day and age because the music everyone's listening to right now, bro. It is. At the end of the day, it's filling you with bad energy, mm. and mm. Like, that's the way the devil works. At the end of the day, he communicates yeah, mm. to you through music, mm. and that's one of the biggest things I've learned as of late. Like, that's mm. how the devil communicates with you. And as of recently, I've been like reading the Bible and I'm trying to get closer to the God and trying mm. to do a lot of different things in my life, brother. So I did like to speak about this right now is. It's foreign for me because I'm not very open about believing in God and reading the Bible and that. Yeah. But as of late, I've been trying to do something different, brother. But that's not the path. That's a. It's how the devil gets to you, mate. And it's. Mm.
0: You know that whole thing. It's same with me. Yeah. I, I've got. now I. There. I, 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 I believe in universal God and. yeah And I know when I'm doing the wrong thing, and I know. Yes, when I'm doing the wrong, the right thing, and that's that 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 voice in my head that says, "Don't do this."
1: Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I've ex- I experienced the same thing now. Mm. Like even if I say something in my head now, that's not right. Yeah, I got something tells me in the side of my head saying, "Bro, you shouldn't be talking like that."
0: Yeah, that's an awareness. It's that's yeah. and it's a real sign of maturity. Yeah. It's a real sign of maturity. But it just says, "Hey, man, I'm working this out."
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's all yeah. work in progress. Yeah, everything.
0: tell us about. Your first show you done as a rapper. How did that feel going out there?
1: Yeah, it was, it was amazing, man. It was it was amazing. I, I, doing my first show as an artist, it was it was surreal. Like I had, it wasn't as big, but. Mm. That My first show, obviously everyone's first show is not as big, brother. But yeah. yeah, it was still a massive night for me, mate. It was oh. great. And then I remember having my first show and it just led to that after. I just had shows on mm. shows. And I remember there was a time period there last year where I had fucking 13, 14 shows back to back, bro. Just nightclubs all around Australia and shit like that. Yeah, So it's good to get out on the market, bro. Yeah.
0: Must be a good thing. When you were growing up, who were your role models?
1: Growing up, Cursor. Yeah. Yeah, cursor. I, yeah I looked up to Cursor a lot. A lot back in the day, bro. Yeah, I had
0: him at my house the other day. He's just such a good bloke. So humble. Yeah. I don't
1: know what it was about Curse or what drew me towards him. Maybe because he was like from the same area as us, in a sense. Yeah, same areas. Yeah, same shit, same shit. But, yeah, I remember I followed him and I, I was listening to his music prior to that. followed him and shit and I was a fan for him for years and years. And I remember he just followed me back one day, bro, and it just... Next thing I was at his show and I was Mm. fucking backstage with him drinking and shit, and it was like fucking still to this day, I pinch myself, bro, about it. Especially looking at the jobs he's doing now, bro. Look at the shows he's doing now and how big he is now as an artist, bro. Independent artist, brother who's been blackboard from the scene his whole life and he's still fucking doing it like that, bro. I love that. Yeah, you can't – bro, there's nothing you can say about him, bro. Mm. But even if you hate the guy, Mm. there's nothing you can say about him, bro. He's handled his business. He's stood on his business, brother He's killing it.
0: I love it. I love seeing that story. It was funny because I was – in my, in my my last jail sentence, I was yep. hearing all about Cursor yep. and, and and how you're limited to music in there. Then mm. I got out, went to I got paroled to a rehab, and I had and I started listening. I was saying, fucking what about this?" And you know what? It's, there's a few things for the us Westies. What happened? Penrith Panthers started to win. Yeah, and it showed the rest of us how to win. It showed Penrith that 91 Grand Final win was I was a game changer for the people in the Western suburbs because. It give people hope and it showed them how mm. to win and then rap music coming in yep. and we're good at it because we like stories to tell through music with yep. a creative outlet. And mate, talk, talk let's, like, let's talk about that, the importance of that, yep. having that winning culture.
1: Mate, it's extremely important. Like me growing up in school in Western Sydney, there was no such thing as that. Okay, yeah, you had a 91 grand final. <laughs> I'm going to school. There was no winning. No, no Western Sydney team was winning grand finals. Yeah. No one was doing anything yeah. at all. Like I, honestly, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anyone, but I don't remember hearing about anyone doing anything great in Western Sydney when I was except a kid. Except for crime. Yeah, except for crime, bro. Yeah. Except for doing things like that, making money, getting bundles. Like yeah. you, you were someone if you had fucking money, mate. Yeah. God, that's who. That's nice what we car. look.
0: Yeah, a shoe collection.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shoes are the biggest thing in the, the Western Sydney mate. Like yeah. if you had like ten pairs of shoes in your room, bro, you'll cat. Okay. Yeah, but winning, winning culture's massive, especially compared to then to now. I feel like if we were kids with the Penrith team now, the way things are right now, there would be hope for a lot more boys that have been dismissed or in jail doing life right now, yeah. or have died from drugs overdoses yeah. and that. I feel like if they had, if they could see the way the culture is now in Western Sydney, I feel like a lot of things would be different, bro.
0: Some talents come out tied to a vast, Oh, mate. Tied to us, Tyson Pedro, yeah. all the Penrith boys, yeah. the rappers. Yeah. Like, it's happening out there. And yeah. I filmed a strange story out there a couple yeah. of years ago, and, and it was funny how people are protective yeah. of it. So I'm standing there with a camera crew, two loads of cars, blokes pulled up yeah. and said, Are they fucking hassling you? Yeah. And I'm saying <laughs> to the producer, said, What happened? And I said, They wanted the bashers. They go, oh, I think we better go. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the way it is, eh? Because we
0: protect our own. And it's yeah. always been that case out there that yeah. I just, man, that place has got a buzz about it. I remember when the Bra Boys documentary came out, everyone was claiming they were from Aruba. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. now people are not growing up in Mount Druitt that are claiming from, to be from there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Right.
1: Fucking hell. they
0: hearing stories and old mates going. is he from Mount Druitt? So I don't know. But you know what? I think you'd take that as a compliment because people are, yeah. have got pride from there now. It's really the whole atmosphere of that place has changed. Like I remember when I was young, going to fucking Manly and places like that, and we just got fucking put there. You drop your train ticket, people hanging shit on us. Mm. and I got sentenced because I was from Mount Druitt, I got in a police chase and the judge sentenced me and he said, oh, how dare a boy from Mount Drug come and mm. steal a car from the affluent area!" With that sort of stuff, have you ever had, received some sort of like racism, or not so much racism, but negative from because of where you come from?
1: Yeah, many times growing up, going out, like you just said, going towards the beaches and that. Like mm. that's something we used to do as teenagers and that, go out towards Manly and that and run amok and that. And it was the same bullshit. They can just smell you from Western Sydney. Mm. They can just smell you from Mount <laughs> or something. But it's it's funny how life works though. Like I remember 10, 15 years ago when we were kids getting around Manly, getting around the beaches or just any other suburbs and they'll look at us like we're scum. And like what we're wearing and mm. TNs and mm. Adidas and Nike and Underarm, mm. all their lads stay out of this area. Everywhere you fucking look now, brother, everyone's got TNs on. Yeah, yeah. It, and the people over me, yeah. Everyone's saying Lad now. Everyone's saying Esha. Everyone's mm. saying all these Pig Latin words, mm. yeah. swipe, all this shit like that. Bro. 10 years ago, that was unheard of. Yeah. You'd never see anyone wearing TNs on the beach, bro. Now there's kids out on the beaches wearing TNs. Yeah. It's their first choice shoe now, brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's funny. We're, out we
0: time. were actually, yeah, setting the trends back then. Yeah. Mate, so what's going on, mate? Talk about your fitness because man, I, I follow your stuff, man. Yeah. You are you fucking you're looking the goods. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah.
1: Fitness, yeah. So fitness is definitely a talent and one, mm. a, a massive talent. I'd probably, if I was going to look put fitness uh, rap in a bubble, and what am I better at? I'd, it would be fitness. Yeah, fitness without a doubt. I was a New South Wales bodybuilding champion mm. for A and B, a natural bodybuilding mm. competition, and I took that out. I was first place overall, first place, and that was about five years ago. So I definitely had a career path in bodybuilding if mm. I stuck to it. But Joe got the best of me, and
0: that gets in the way of yeah.
1: Training. So it got in the way of my training and my just silly mistakes and silly decisions. But my, but that comes with maturity. At the end of the day, I wasn't mature enough Howdy back now. then. I'm 26 now, bro. Yeah, that's a good yeah. age, man. Yeah, so I've just turned 26. Yeah. So yeah, bro, I'm. I'm still young, bro. I'm still moving. I still got a lot of fucking a lot of things to conquer, a lot of a lot of things to accomplish, bro. So my story is definitely not over. Yeah, just beginning, bro. It's, It's funny you say that too. I remember like when I was younger. Like, my dad used to tell me when I was young, saying, your life doesn't really begin till you're 30. You yeah. He it's your first birthday when you're 30 years old. That's when life really begins. Mm. So, And it's funny because I look, I look back at it now and my accomplishments and all everything I'm doing as a man today, it's only just really started kicking off now. But mm. I've been doing what I've been doing for five years, yes? Mm. But it, I'm only just starting as... Reap a tiny bit of rewards from what I'm doing, bro. You gotta be, you gotta be, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. This is what yeah. I try to explain to people. Like, you, if you're, if you got a dream, you got a goal, whatever it may be, bro, like it doesn't need to be, it can, whatever it may be, whatever your goal is, you gotta chase that shit, bro. You might be chasing it for five years, you might be chasing it for 10 years. I used to get upset because. I jump in the rap game and then the bloke in the next suburb over there is doing bigger numbers than me and he's been in the game for two months but I've been in the game for a year and I used to get up, upset at that but now I have a clearer mind and I just tell myself that that's his calling bro that's his path he's receiving that first because that's his path yeah. your path is completely different you might have to wait longer because your blessings are more that brother that's the way I look at life now I've got a completely different look but
0: yeah that's a really mature look yeah and I, I, not many people get that at 26 yeah that's something you know? I've
1: had to develop I got
0: that in my 40s mm. so I'm a slow learner fast forgetter yeah yeah yeah. And what I your goals, man. Where do you want to go? And where do you want to be? But um, I just want to just provide and be respected and
1: be honest and look after my mates, love my mates, have my mates love me. I'm not materialistic. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want a lot of people want to fucking arrange you over in a big house and a big pool and a, yeah. a nice missus and that, but I just want to. By the time my time's done, when I'm trotting off into the sunset, I just want to feel normal. Yeah, I just want to feel, I want to feel accomplished, I want to feel happy, bro. I don't want to be, it's things like that, mate. Like, I can't
0: explain it. No, I get it. Uh, yeah. I get it. I think. And that's a common trait amongst people from yeah. where we grew up and feeling validated, feeling a part of, yeah. and, and legacy. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. How important is legacy to you? And what sort of legacy do you want to leave?
1: <sighs> Mate, I, I want to, I'm going to go, one way or another, I'm going down history. I don't know how, but I'm going to go down history one day. Mm. And I know that for a fact. I've yeah. been feeling that for a long time. There's something coming my way. I don't know what it is, but just certain avenues that are opening right now for me that are, are massive. So yeah, I did. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to leave a legacy. I, I'm sure every man wants to leave a yeah. legacy, of course. Yeah, yeah of good. course,
0: man. Man, tell me. I, I'm really big in routines. People's routines. Yeah. Tell me what. You, how's your day start?
1: Cold shower in the morning. I know it's cliches. Everyone I says, it. but it's changed my life. Yeah. And I try. I swear by cold showers. Yeah, it's Saturday. changed my life. So right now it's cold showers, and I read. So
0: yeah.
1: I write a lot. My goals. Mm. Every every night before I go to bed, I write mm. my goals down mm. and I highlight everything for the next day and yeah. it's just I wake up in the morning I jump in the cold shower refresh, and jump out read these same lines every day yeah. same lines every day bro it's just little cliche lines bro that's going to get me to where I want to be and it just it sets the day out but I don't for dieting and I don't eat until seven o'clock at night yeah so I fast, on
0: a fast yeah
1: I fast the whole day so what I do is I'll get up in the morning take my pills and shower whatever yeah. read my book i fast the whole day go and train fast the whole day and then from seven to ten o'clock at night i eat whatever the fuck i want
0: yeah
1: maccas kebabs chocolate bro yeah. you, you name it bro i'm eating it yeah even that four hour time frame after the four hour time frame's done bank start again next day and that's I yeah.
0: move yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting i do a 36 from monday 6 p.m to wednesday 6 a.m and Gives me so much clarity, yeah. I just gets so much clarity yeah. for us, just the way to go. Who do you follow? Who are the people that inspire you?
1: Inspire me. Oh, Who inspires me? A lot of people inspire me, like Spenion. Spennyan inspires me a lot. Goodbye. Yourself, you inspire yeah. me a lot. Cursor inspires me a lot. One four inspires me a lot. Oh. Just anyone, mate, from where we're from, bro, yeah, yeah, that yeah. are doing extremely well, that are doing it the right way, inspires yeah. me. You don't, you don't even ne- necessarily need to know the bloke. You don't yeah. even need to like the bloke, bro. But if he's from the same backyard as you, and he's doing it the right way and he's killing it the right way, bro, that can be you for sure. And like, that's yeah, that what I
0: say about to haters. I think haters, because we get it. We uh, there's, a, there's definitely there's a culture of haters out there, and normally yeah. people that have really failed bad and they're yeah. dirty about it. Yeah, Yeah. And they have to project it onto, and I handle them, mate. Yeah, I
1: <laughs> see the way you. I'll always laugh, bro. Yeah. You give it to,
0: them. Uh, and, and I. Twenty three years of prison with those fucking screws of professional haters. Yeah, and just being around that toxic shit. It's amaz- It's just amazing. Anyway, yeah. but I, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a good bloke to follow. Gary Brecker. Gary start, Brecker. start following him, right. and that's about yep. fasting. It's about he does fasting in a minute. Fasting and how you train and yep. breath work. Yep. Man, I'll tell you. I've been talking about getting a breathwork coach, and this is how the universe looks after me. One of the best breathwork coaches in Australia approached me last night right. online and said, right. mate, I'd love to work with you. And I didn't even put that out there. Yep. I didn't say anything. I just kept that to myself and the universe.
1: It's funny how it works, hey? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, just that's amazing how that – I'm loving life, man. I'm loving life. I'm seeing you, man, like with your training, mate, your next level.
1: I appreciate it heaps, mate.
0: I've seen some video clips with, you, with your music where you went in the Parramatta jail yeah. filming in there.
1: Yeah,
0: I go in there from time. I get sneaked in there. But mate, how did that feel going back into there and just putting the greens on?
1: Yeah, it, it was different this time around. Obviously, because it was for a music clip. Yeah, but for the experience itself, it was like fuck, mate. It was daunting in a sense. And the here is story because obviously I got boys that were in Parramatta jail yeah. when it was yeah. getting around. Just to hear the stories they told me and the way jail was run yeah. back then. It's Fuck, mate. Look, yeah. Yeah, especially that jail itself. I heard it was extremely violent, extremely yeah, I had bad. Moments, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was different to walk in there. It reminded me a lot of Bathurst. Yeah, like it looked,
0: ve- they're twin jails. Yeah, it's Back a very Goulburn, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it just reminded me of Bathurst, every, the way the doors looked, the way yeah. everything looked. But yeah, it was good to go in there and get a film clip because since I ever jumped in rap and went to jail and I always said I wanted to do a music clip in a jail yeah and of course like there's other rappers that have done music clips in the same jail like I did yeah. before me and yeah. I was like I, I copped a bit of flack for that because it's already been done but bro it's not like there's fucking six fucking jails in New South Wales uh, we can go and rent yeah yeah, yeah sure yeah, everyone's, everyone's got a story just cause this bloke's gone to jail before me uh, and it doesn't mean I can't do it
0: you know? Know, mate, I get it with podcasts yeah. I get it with podcasts people going oh you copying this yeah you like, copying mate nah, I'll <sighs> do what I wanna do
1: and what are you doing you're fucking at home doing nothing you know yeah. what I mean it's, I laugh at him bro I laugh at
0: them. fortune favours the brave. Yeah. I, there's a line in it, an old song that says, an honest man's pillow is his peace of mind. Does that apply to you these days? An honest man's pillow is his
1: peace of mind.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is that like... He sleeps easy because yeah. he knows his door's not getting kicked in. Oh, he, yeah. He knows the coppers ain't coming after him. Yeah. He's done nothing wrong. Yeah. And he sleeps easy.
1: Mate, yeah, without a doubt, 100% agree. I haven't heard that before, but I agree with that. That's everything I'm feeling. It goes down to the basic fundamentals in life, mate. Just be honest and be respectful and do the right thing, and the Mm. the universe will reward you with right things. Tenfold. If you're engaging in negative energy, negative activity, the world is going to give you negative energy. 100%. like negative energy they're going to give you what you want water
0: finds its own level right
1: exactly right so when I started fixing up the basics in my life like even when it come to just like with my partner now like I'm just very loving and honest towards her hmm. I'm just I'm real straightforward for her now and I've never used to be like that as a kid with women and now I used yeah. to just fuck around and just do whatever but it starts with that as well just like Making sure you're doing everything right in life, bro. And it just I heard before you focus on one woman, she'll give you the world, bro. So that's what I've been doing yeah. as of late, and it's been going really, very well for me. Curse. Look at curse yeah. of these misses, man. Yeah.
0: Like, far out. That's that's a love story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Do you, do you still go back to the Druitt? Do you still, yeah?
1: I went back there, yes, two days ago of Spenion to do yeah. his hood tours oh, okay. for, for the Mount Druid episode. Yeah. Believe it, yeah, I, do, I don't really pop out there as much. So yeah. when I moved out of there, I moved for good. Yeah, so I'm North Sydney now. Yeah. So I've, I've moved completely away from Western uh, Sydney. Yeah. Uptown. So, yeah. I am mean, yeah, out, out near the beaches. Yeah. Now, but yeah, I don't. There's nothing out there for me, brother. Yeah. Like I'm not being. I'm not being rude to yeah. the area and the people I love and care about out there. But there's nothing left for me out yeah. there, bro. I've done everything out there. I know everyone out there. I've been out there many times. Yeah. I've shed blood in that area. I've cried in that area. I've been broken in that area. I've starved in that area, bro. There is nothing for me out there anymore, mate. Wait, you with I I I. I'm looking at the world now, bro. I'm looking at states. I'm looking at going overseas. I'm looking at fucking going to New Zealand. I've got f- things happening in New Zealand and shit. Do you know what I mean? I, there's nothing there for me no more, brother. Like, I stepped back in there the other day with Spenny and like, it just, I felt, I felt there was a hole in my heart, bro. It was hard to explain, but. It's like, trauma. Yeah, it was just, it was a sad, it was a sad feeling going back to the area I grew up with and just seeing the kids get around and it just reminded me of me when I was young and it's, it's just nothing strange, bro. It's a fucking constant cycle, bro. It's, they speak, they, on some people and they spit them out and it's just the fucking same rotation bro same rotation
0: yeah I get it I get it I get that mm. and some people from the have never went past Parramatta
1: yeah
0: right, and, that's, and people don't believe me I know people that have never went past yeah. Parramatta they just don't it's not their thing what, what's the plans with the rap where are you going with that
1: I'm still I'll, I'll do music until the day I die yeah. I don't do music to become famous I don't do music to become a superstar mm. if that happens that's God's plan at the end of the day mm. and I'm sure it will happen one day but I do Me, ultimately, I want to be an international, national artist at the end Mm. of the day. I want to be as big as I possibly can be. Mm. But at the same time, I know I'm talented in other areas, like fitness. As I said before, I've got a clothing line about to drop and I've got some very good like merch Mm. about to come out. So I can't really talk too much on that. But if that happens, brother, at the end of the day, like, like I was saying before, whether it happens or not, as long as at the end of the road, I'm a good man and whoever I got around me at that time love me and care about me, and I've done well in my life, brother. What more can you want, bro? Because at the end of the day, everything we're doing now won't matter in 100 years because none of us are going to be here, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? None of us are going to be here.
0: Yeah. I take my hat off to you, man, because I know how hard it is in those areas. And what what a blessing rap music's been to you. Oh,
1: mate. And that all thanks to the boys who started at Western Sydney. So you got the likes of One Four, mm. other rappers getting around that
0: are yeah.
1: inspired a lot of us. Yeah. And that, that's one thing I stand solid on, bro. Whether, whether you know them or not, whether you get along with them or not, you can't take away the fact that One Four breathed fire into a lot of blokes. In that a lot of people that are doing extremely well in the music mm. scene right now, One Four gave them that spark in their yeah. heart. But so they won't. Some people won't admit that. But One Four gave the spark to anyone in Western Sydney mm. to do what they want to fucking do, bro. And that Netflix documentary itself is a written testimony of what you can do, even if your back's against the wall, mate. How
0: good's, how good's Kid Leroy? He's mate, a hero.
1: That's another one, too, mm. mate. He, he's, yeah.
0: That's a hero. But that documentary, I'll tell you, I, I encourage everyone to watch the One Four documentary. It's it's double edged. You're gonna the, the villains in that are definitely the coppers. Yeah. What they done to those kids, like they it was evident and even the coppers smirking, saying, Oh, we're gonna we're not gonna stop until you stop doing your yeah. Yeah. Fuck off with that shit. Disgusting. And that's that whole thing, because that kills me when I see these coppers and these forums about keeping kids out of trouble and yeah. shit like that.
1: It's a fucking waste, bro. It's a yeah. lies. It's all fucking lies. Yeah. It always has been. Yeah. And it, it makes you wonder, doesn't it, mate? The police doing that in a documentary, the, the way they're acting. It, it just makes you wonder what they're doing to the people who can't afford a good lawyer or yeah. a barrister, who can't afford it. To be in jail, like, the the shit they're pulling behind the scenes and that. And the thing that makes my blood boil the most, bro, is that 90% of the fucking world don't even believe that police are like that. 90% of the fucking world think police are fucking heaven sent. Yeah, yeah. Bro, like, it it baffles me, mate. Like, I've been, yeah.
0: But people say, people say, don't do the crime. not doing, it's not a criminal offence to make music and yeah. sing music. Yeah. And we're in a really bad place where the coppers, when the coppers can censor the music, there will be no music. Exactly, yeah. I've got this thing, and I said it, Bob Marley sung about I Shot the Sheriff, right? He sings about, about I Didn't Shoot the How many sheriffs got knocked after that song? None. Um, exactly. That's bullshit. Exactly. Now, there's about a thousand songs that have got references. Murder Incorporated, Bruce Springsteen. Doesn't mean fucking people are going around killing people.
1: Yeah. It's they they use music as a fucking scapegoat, as a patsy mm. to white crime and stabbings and murders and shit are happening. But the truth is it's not the music. You know what it is? It's you not investing money into the community and not helping these fucking kids out, mate. That's what it really is. Yeah. You you're not fucking you're not looking after these houses and giving them local facilities to use not, not yeah. putting money into their education kids going to school with the same pair of shoes they've worn for the last four years mm. they've got no lunch at home they've got nothing at home mum's Mom, on the drugs no food in the fucking fridge what am I meant to do sit in the front yard and play with my fingers mm. h- hoping money's just gonna fall on I me mean, no you're gonna go out and fucking make something happen bro especially yeah. especially if you're a young bloke and you're seeing your family struggle there's only one option so I fucking hate when people say oh do the crime do the time no yeah. fuck you brother you're sitting out there Who? At nine, nine, 99.9% of the time, the motherfucker that's sitting on a fucking comment section on TikTok saying, do the uh, crime, do the time, is some Grong that's had his life perfect. Yeah. His whole life has money in his account, parents are rich, nice car, nice missus, living on the beach. That's all it is, brother. You've never mm. stepped foot in my shoes. And I guarantee, I guarantee you, given one night in Western Sydney, they'll cry their eyes out. I will say, I,
0: I had this one guy. Trying to give it to me, And I said, yeah, but I know about you going to the brothel on a fr- Friday night and playing yeah. up on your missus. Fucking you block yeah. the girl. <laughs> How does he know about that? You yeah. know what I mean? But that's that old saying. He, you don't know, throw fucking stones of glass houses. Yep. It's just so many of them. And that hot, just, Oh, man, that toxic. Yep. But you know what? We ste- we've we been judged all our lives coming from yep. there, yeah? Yeah, exactly. We've we yeah. got thick skin and we live and survive Good. and we go on to yeah. fight another day.
1: Yeah, wherever we from, bro, it's tough
0: yeah i love it man i love having you here i love being around my fellow mount drillers you're my people brother of
1: course brother all day
0: brother thanks for being
1: on it no pleasure absolute pleasure russell thanks for having me on brother i just
0: wanted before it ends bro
1: i just want to let you know bro you're doing extremely well you're a great man brother a lot of kids look up to you you've changed your life fucking around in the most amazing way bro and fucking you're doing extremely well bro and hats off to you mate
0: thank you my brother i really appreciate you